The following podcast may not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hey there, I'm alone in the studio tonight, and I have a truly unexplained story for you. Have you ever just had some unexplained knowledge and wondered, how do I know that? Am I clairvoyant? A clairvoyant is defined as a person who claims to have supernatural ability to perceive events in the future or beyond normal sensory contact. This bizarre true tale contains a carjacking, a kidnapping, death, and a psychic. This is Unexplained Realms, the podcast. I'm your host, Anne, and buckle up because this story has a ton of twists and turns. Melanie Uribe was a divorced single mother to her eight-year-old son. She worked as a nurse in a hospital in the small city of Pacoima. The city of Pacoima is about 26 miles from downtown Los Angeles. On the night of December 15, 1980, around 7.45 p.m., 31-year-old Melanie Uribe was on her way to work when she was ambushed in her vehicle at a stoplight. One man climbed in through the passenger door, the other in the driver's side and Melanie was stuck between them. The two men drove the truck with the screaming woman into the night. Later that evening, Melanie's co-workers began to worry as she didn't show up to her nursing shift at the hospital. Melanie was officially reported missing. On December 16th, the local fire department responded to a vehicle fire. Arriving at the 1100 block of Bromont Avenue, they found a truck that had been set on fire. With only a nurse's uniform inside. Very little details remained. No one knew what happened to Melanie or where she was. On December 17th of 1980, a local woman, Etta Smith, an employee at an aerospace company, heard a news story on the radio while at work. The news report triggered a vision. The report was about the disappearance of 31-year-old nurse Melanie Uribe. The vision triggered her senses to hear a voice in her head. In the news report, the reporter stated they were conducting a house-to-house search of the area. That's when Etta heard a voice. It said, She's not in a house. 
The voice and sensation nagged at her to the point that she felt she needed to talk to the Los Angeles County authorities. As she left work that day, she felt she could guide them to a location of where the missing nurse may be. She met with homicide detective Ryan. He listened, but Etta feared nothing would occur from her report. This is when she began investigating on her own. With two underage daughters and a 21-year-old niece, she drove to Lopez Canyon in the San Gabriel Mountains. The location she sensed Melanie would be. Once arriving, Etta sensed intense feelings after stepping out of her vehicle. Investigating the area, she found fresh tire tracks. Then further down in the canyon, they spotted some unusual brush. And a body with white nurse shoes still on it. After discovering the body, Etta contacted the authorities. An autopsy was performed and determined the body that was found was in fact Melanie Uribe. Melanie had been raped, beaten, and robbed. During questioning, two detectives that Etta had never met before questioned her. And eventually, Detective Ryan stated that he felt Etta just knew too much about the crime and indicated she must have been involved. Etta voluntarily took two polygraph tests and passed them both, though authorities arrested Etta and booked her as an accessory to murder. spending several days in jail with no idea of what was happening or what was to come. Though, while Etta sat in jail, Melanie's true killers were caught. Police arrested two young men in connection to Melanie's murder. Both men confessed A third male was also arrested, but he was 17 and held in a juvenile correction facility. One of the killers actually led authorities to them when he went home after the murder and bragged about the killing within his neighborhood. Authorities stated later that many in the neighborhood knew, but were terrified to come forward.
after Etta was released, she sued the police department and stated they had no grounds to arrest her, having a vision and finding a body was not a crime. The three men have no known connection to Etta and were eventually convicted of Melanie's murder. They are all serving sentences up to life in prison. Etta suffered physical and emotional distress as a result of her arrest and has had her career hindered. She sued for damages and in 1987 was awarded damages for her suffering and loss of wages. Etta Smith has always stated she does not know where the sudden premonition came from. What do you think? Can we simply just develop psychic abilities? Or perhaps spirits can reach out across our dimensions for help. I'm not sure either way. So we'll just leave this one to the realms of the unexplained. If you're new, you can visit us at unexplainedrealms.com, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. And don't forget to smash those like, subscribe, and follow buttons. And don't forget to hit the show notifications button on Spotify so you can get reminders when we drop a new episode. Don't forget to click on our sponsors' links when visiting unexplainedrealms.com with a variety of brands and products to choose from and the most exclusive deals just for you.